Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's an epidemic plaguing our nation, hurting men, women, and children alike. It comes from the darkest forces and cripples all it affects with a debilitating affliction. I'm talking, of course, about Gogurt Lip. Gogurt Lip, the name given to the injury sustained on the inside of the lateral commissure of one's lip. It's an affliction that affects millions every day, many of whom are too embarrassed to speak to their loved ones about what just happened. Hi, I'm Murray Goldschneider of Goldschneider, Johnson & Chang, here to tell you that if you or a loved one has suffered from Gogurt Lip, you may be entitled to compensation. Let us help you. Let's put a stop to Gogurt Lip forever and show the corporations who's boss. So come on down to Goldschneider, Johnson & Chang and get a quote today. Every five sessions gets you a free DVD copy of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Also, we're guinea pig friendly, but no cats, Chang's allergic. Goldschneider, Johnson, and Chang. Come on down and give us your money. Ladies and gentlemen, the short news with your host, Alex Mador. Welcome back to the short news podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back to the Short News Podcast, the show that Ted Cruz cries himself to sleep at night to. Was that was that good? He's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. I'm Alex Mador, a college student, musician, and now podcaster for over a year now. This show is where I get all of my frustrations with society out as a sort of uh, recorded and edited therapy session. This is truly therapy to me. I want to take a second to appreciate the people who listen to this show. You don't know how much that means to me. Maybe you do. But 
When I lost my friend last month, who was a true supporter of this show, it was completely devastating to me because when I would record, I would think about how I had a personal connection now with someone who discovered me through the podcast world, someone who vibed with the things I had to say, and I would talk to you guys as though I was talking to him because he would give me feedback on every episode as soon as it was up, and it it made it really helpful to have that support system there for this project that no one in my family really believes in at all. So when he passed away, I didn't have that person to talk to anymore. I didn't know who I was talking to. It's been messing me up for and and for a while. And these episodes have been pretty moody lately, probably because I don't know how to address the audience anymore. And I don't know, man. Like, I had this dream, like, last week. And I had it a couple times um, where I was rushed to the psych ward of a hospital, panicking and shaking and curled up in a ball, rocking back and forth, and the doctors are trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And all I keep saying is, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And I'm telling you this because I, I don't think I'm okay. I'm I'm grieving still, even a month later. It affects my podcasting. Like every time someone asks to be a guest on the show, I think about how James was the last guest I had on. And that, that was before he passed away. And that makes it hard to have anyone else on. I don't know why. But I'm emotionally held out on that. And I've been isolating myself from the podcasting community, from my friends, from my family, from everything. <clears throat> I, I podcast completely alone and expect something to come out of it when I don't even believe in myself or what I'm saying enough to allow others to join me in this. I don't want to bring anyone down because I don't believe in myself anymore. I don't know. Like, and I know this is not what he would want me to be like after his passing away. He even told me when he was diagnosed with um, with cancer to keep making the show, keep putting out episodes because they were helping him through his treatment. He said he knew he was going to see my name in lights one day and I should be extra motivated to make that happen because of that. But But when bad things happen like this, I tend to curl up inside myself and isolate until it gets worse and worse. And I'm catching myself doing that a little bit. Like, for as much time that I'm on Clubhouse, I haven't spoke a single word once, and I'm trying to change that. I've used the app for over a month now, for hours and hours every day, just listening to other people talking, some of them saying terrible and stupid things, but I still don't believe my voice can offer anyone anything in that conversation, in a conversation. I don't believe in myself, and it's affecting this show, affecting my schoolwork, affecting my mindset and music and everything. I'm angry all the time, and I don't know why. I have these irrational, obsessive-compulsive thoughts that throw me into an unstable condition multiple times a week. It's not fun at all. I don't know how to fix it, but I know that isolating myself in my little podcast tower away from all the other villagers is not the way to go about life. Like, I want to be social. I want to make new friends. I want to make good 
on all the things I said I would do for and with people. And that's been really hard to accomplish right now in this state of mind. So my point to all of this is that I really, truly, wholeheartedly appreciate the listeners of this show for taking the time out of their days to listen to me rant for an hour twice a week. I don't I don't want you guys to just be analytical statistics that show up on my listener count. I want to get to know who listens to this show. You've taken all this time to get to know me, and now it's time for me to get to know you. So I'm starting a little campaign here, I guess. Or, you know, I don't know if it's a campaign or if it's a glorified organized cry for help. I'm calling it Alex Needs Friends. So if you listen to this show, I want to get to know you. I want to develop personal, non-creepy connections with the people who enjoy these episodes. I'm serious. I want you to reach out. Like, I'm not going to know who you are unless you reach out, and I appreciate everybody that listens, so that's great, right? And I'm always on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm reachable there. Very, very reachable. Too reachable. So, if you enjoy this podcast and want to be friends, do not hesitate to message me or tweet at me. Whatever works best for you. Even if you want to come on the podcast, then like we can set that up. Just to have a conversation. To have fun with it. You know? Like, I know this sounds really sad, but I really, really appreciate you guys, and I want to express that gratitude by developing positive connections that make us all feel less alone. I want to start a, um, a Discord for the show, but I think, I think the short news has to grow some more for that to happen. So again, reach out, please. Don't be worried. I'm I'm not mean in real life. I won't roast you. I promise. Unless you're looking to be roasted, but even then, I might not even roast you. I might just roast myself in front of you. So yes, starting a mini movement called Alex Needs a Friend because in all honesty, Alex needs a friend. Or Alex needs friends. Because there's already a podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is Alex Needs Friends. So, my Twitter is Alex underscore M-A-D-O-R-E. That's how you spell Mador. My Instagram is Alex Mador, just one word. If anyone knows how to um, deal with loss, especially, uh, I'm all ears. Seriously, I have pretty big ears. See, there I go. I'm roasting myself right now. There, that's, that's what you'll get with me. And acid reflux. Lots of acid reflux. Anyways, anyways. We are on to other things that aren't my clinical depression and PTSD. And like, a lot of us are really smart. I'm really smart. We have some more Donald Trump-related things to talk about. I never mentioned that he fired Giuliani as his personal lawyer. Dude's about to be disbarred anyways, so he's essentially just some useless old man yelling insane things. And Trump lost a case with the Supreme Court recently. 
saying that he has to give up his tax returns in a case against him in the state of New York. So people have been trying to get his tax returns since before he was even president, and he wouldn't give them up, but said something along the lines of them being the best tax returns ever. There's some, there's got to be some damning shit on there. Otherwise, he would have quickly and easily submitted the returns. It looks like the public, though, may never see what's on there, but this New York lawyer is going to be allowed to see what's in what's in it. So he's most likely guilty of some sort of tax fraud. He's manipulated his wealth and image for decades now in order to qualify for loans and raises to credit limits. It's all part of his game. And these tax returns are the one thing that could cause him to lose said game. Also, Trump went on Fox News to pay tribute to the recently deceased conservative cockroach known as Rush Limbaugh. We don't have to listen to Trump speak. We don't have to hear his voice. We all know what he sounds like. But I think a lot of people, including myself, weren't really old enough to appreciate how damaging the things that Rush Limbaugh said were to our society. He used to mock AIDS victims every time there was a new reported death during the AIDS epidemic in, in the 80s. So, since there are some people on both sides saying, you can't mock the dead, you're just as bad for doing that, I say Rush Limbaugh's soul left his body a long, long time ago. He's been dead for a long time, alright? No such thing as too soon here. That dude looked like an ad for why you shouldn't eat McDonald's while smoking cigars at the same time that you're doing meth. I thought I had bad skin? This dude is disgusting. He looks like you could peel him like a gross racist orange. Anyways, let's look at this motherfucker and see some of the terrible things that he used to, that used to come out of his stupid fucking mouth. Alright, in this installment, of Rush Limbaugh and racism. Oh, you touch my tra-la-la. Mmm, my ding-ding-dong. It's a long applause. It's a really long applause. Alright, so I got this right here. Because you know me. Prepared. I'm that preparation A. I don't know what that would be for. Preparation A. What the fuck is wrong with me? What? What? That doesn't even make sense. Like, what would that be a cream for? Oh, acne. Acne. Okay. Because it wouldn't be a hemorrhoid cream. Preparation A. That would be for acne. Okay. So not that bad. Anyways... Rush Limbaugh being racist. Let's go. Folks, there's, there's, a, there's actually a debate going on. On ESPN and throughout the sports world over who can use the N-word when and how and who can't Uh-oh. Uh-oh. when and how. A little history lesson for you. If any race of people should not have guilt about slavery it's caucasians what i'm sorry what i'm sorry what why 
Why? Oh, that doesn't even make sense. Caucasians, white people, are shouldn't be guilty about racism and slavery and all that shit. Like they, what? They're the one. They were the. They were the. They were the ones who were doing it. What's his argument? <laughs> let's see. Wait. Let's hear him out. Let's hear out Rush Limbaugh. Let's. What is his fucked up argument for this? The white race has probably had fewer slaves and for a briefer period of time than any other in the history. Bro, it was like over a hundred years, right? Wasn't it like a hundred years or something? Two hundred years? I don't. It was a long time. It was too long. Any amount of time is too long. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what you're talking about, Rush. Crazy Russian Limbaugh. Dumb. I don't know. I don't know what what Trump would say. He likes him. Three of the world. No other race has ever fought a war for the purpose of ending slavery. Oh yeah, Trump gave this guy like the Medal of Freedom or something. He gave him some sort of medal that's supposed to be for heroes. And and this guy got a presidential medal. So that shows you where Donald Trump's mind is at when it comes to these things that Limbaugh is preaching in this video. Which we did. Nearly 600,000 people killed in the Civil War. It's preposterous that Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. It's preposterous that Caucasians... Yeah, the, the people on the North did, but dude, half the country was fighting to keep it. Half the country was fighting to keep slavery. Half was not. The half of that was trying to get rid of slavery? Good half. Half that was trying to keep it? Bad half. Very simple. Those are Caucasian people. They made a big whoopsie by having slaves. And, and you should be able to admit that that was a big fuck up on the white people's part. I don't understand why that's so difficult for him to be like, you know, that was a bad time in history and, and we messed up there. That, that is the least that you could say. The least. But of course not. He has to go into this whole spiel about how, like, oh, oh, they're, they're, they were fighting to end slavery. Dude, you're forgetting about the other half of the country. Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. They have discovered that Obama does have slave blood. Slave blood. I had, I had never experienced the kind of euphoria that I got from a pain pill. The Republicans are just totally bamboozled right now. They think they've got to rebrand, and it's all predict. They've got to reach out to minorities. The, the Republican Party lost because it's not conservative. Why does putting Condoleezza Rice front and center at the convention not work? Why does putting Marco Rubio... Uh-oh. 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 Talking about minorities in in his own party. Uh-oh. 
of front and center convention not work. Why does putting Suzanne Martinez, the governor of New Mexico, front and center convention not work? So, nigga, with an A on the end. Can, can we even say that on podcast? Not me. He said it. He said it. I swear I didn't say it. Rush Limbaugh just said the word. Cause, cause he gets a pass. Oh, oh, Rush Limbaugh gets a pass, and I don't. No, I'm kidding. I don't care about that. I, I care that he said it. I care that he said it. That's not all right, Rush. You can't say that. What the hell? You, you're just saying it to piss people off. Well, I think I can now. Isn't that the point? Because it's not racist. That's the point. I could be talking about a male. I could be. T- a Chinese male, guy at the laundromat. I could be talking about a man. That's what she said it means. Because it's not racist. Because it's not racist. Because it's not. It, dude, why is it's not that complicated to understand that the use of that word now in our current culture, pop culture, black culture, just current like social. Our, our current social climate, what, however you want to put it, our society, that's the word I was looking for. Damn. So, in our society, there are rules, and, you know, Rush Limbaugh probably hasn't studied any sociology. Well, lucky for him, I have. And there are, you know, social norms. They're not laws that are etched in stone or in the Constitution or anything. But it's very simple. The N-word was taken back from the white men and given back, or taken back to black people, or taken back by black people, and is now used as a camaraderie sort of term. They can use it because they took it back, but when a white person uses it, it has a whole different meaning. It's got full-on colonizer vibes when a white person says it. Like, that is a no-no. That is a societal no. And it's very simple. It's like that. I just explained to you why, as a white person, you can't use the N-word, and why me, as an Asian person, also cannot use the N-word. It's very simple. Black people can use it. Because it was used against them in a bad way, and now they took it back and made it a good thing for them. It's not that hard. Rush Limbaugh, not allowed to say it. Very white man, no. The only N-word Rush Limbaugh can say is no. Not racist. How many Native Americans, how many Indians were killed by the arrival of the white man through disease and war, and how many people have died since the white man arrived here due to lung cancer thanks to the Indian invented custom of smoking tobacco? Who are the real killers here? Where are our reparations? Oh, what? So that was his argument for, um, against the idea of black people getting reparations, which, personally, 
I think they should. Like we, we not me. I'm not white. That was you guys. Um, <laughs> fuck you guys. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, but that was that that was you guys. So. Um, but but so the case for reparations. There's a whole whole argument about that, and. He's of course gonna say no. We're not giving giving them reparations. Like we, he's saying he's gonna say white people deserve reparations more is what he's saying. Which is just I don't understand why conservatives have to act like they are are being oppressed when they're the ones doing the oppressing. Well, I do. It's a deflection tactic. That's what it is. I don't... It, it's it's really frustrating to, to see that this person had such an influential um, impact on the conservative world. Because it goes to show you that a lot of their beliefs are, are, um, are rooted in hate, hate of different people, different groups of people, pure hate. He, he, he doesn't do much to hide that. He, he's purposely causing unrest with what he's saying, causing conflict, spinning things so that the people that listen to him get mad at people of color and start acting like they're the ones that are being oppressed. And of course, of course, Rush Limbaugh. Ugh. Where are our reparations? No, that's right out of Adolf Hitler's playbook. Now, what are the similarities between the Democrat Party of today and the Nazi Party in Germany? Well, the Nazis were against big business. They hated big business. And, of course, we all know that they were opposed to Jewish capitalism. They were insanely, irrationally against pollution. They were for two years mandatory voluntary service to Germany. They had a whole bunch of make-work projects to keep people working, one of which was the Autobahn. They were against cruelty and vivisection of animals, but in the radical sense of devaluing human life, they banned smoking. They were totally against that. They were for abortion and euthanasia of the undesirables, as we all know, and they were for cradle-to-grave nationalized health care. Is he comparing liberals to Nazis when Republicans are the ones with all the racist, fascist ideas? Well, it's a good point. You know how to stop abortion? Require that each one occur with a gun. You put your kids on... What the fuck? This dude was on the radio? For decades? Fucking... Conservatives, please. 
Please justify that shit. This is your guy. This is your guy. I don't even know how to roast this. Let's, let's look at his face for a second. He looks like, uh, oh man. Man, he looks like Mr. Potato Head's grandpa. Racist grandpa who, I don't know what. Uh, see, I got nothing today. I'm out of steam. This is what I was saying before. I'm not feeling great. I'm not funny. This is not going well today. But Rush Limbaugh, bad dude. I guess this is, this is serious though. It's not funny. These things have damaged our society for so long now. This thing, Rush Limbaugh being a thing. On a school bus, you expect, you expect safety, but in Obama's America, the white oh, kids boy. now get beat up with the black kids cheering. Yeah, right on, right on. Okay, white people are, are the victim of, in, in Rush Limbaugh's world. That, that is the, um, that is the pattern I'm seeing here. Like when he brought up the thing for the reparations, saying, oh, the white people deserve reparations more. And then he's saying now, like, oh, white kids are getting beat up on the bus and black kids are cheering. He's vi- victimizing white people while also making black people out to be the villains. If that's not stirring the pot, then I don't know what is. There is an attack on masculinity that's been going on in our culture since the advent of the modern era of feminism, the late 60s, early 70s. I mean, the way I've been conditioned by the Democrats and the left in this country, that sounds like a hate crime. And Trayvon Martin starts pummeling Zimmerman because the gal on the phone, Rachel Gentile, said, hey, a guy could be a rapist. You better run. But Trayvon's no coward. He doesn't run away from stuff. So he starts pummeling on Zimmerman. I'm sorry, were you there, Rush? Were you there? What is your expertise in crime? Oh yeah, none. None. You you don't have any. What what are his um what are his credentials? Rush Limbaugh. Okay. Let's see. He went to Does it, does it not say? Early life. He went to... Southeast Missouri State University, but dropped out after two semesters. According to his mother, he flunked everything. He just didn't seem interested in anything except radio. It's great if you like to talk. It's not great if everything that's coming out of your mouth is absolute shit. In 30 years of a career, and this is what you have. This is your legacy. It is nothing but hate and damage. People storm the Capitol because of partially things that you've said. And then you're like, alright, I'm out, and then drop dead. And then you're fine. Like, that's... I mean, not you're fine, but you're gone. No no accountability, no nothing, just get out of jail free. Folks, there's there's a there's actually a debate going on. 
on ESPN and throughout the sports world over who can use the N-word when and how and who can't when and how. But we can't go after poor old Barack that way because he's a minority. Romney knows how to do this. He did it to Newt and he did it to Santorum. He knows full well how he has to do this. But I know what they think they're up against. They got the first black president, independence. It's easy to go after Newt or Romney because they're conservatives and everybody hates conservatives anyway. But we- Is he drunk? Does he drink while he does this? Most likely, yeah, he sounds like a drunk. You anyway. Keeps bringing bringing up Obama's race. Why? Why? That you know that stopped being like a talking point. Like a year in, like it's it was just like okay, he's president. He's the president. People stopped saying oh. Black president. Like, because in my town, there's not a single minority at all. So, like, for the first year, everyone was like, we got a black president. Yeah. And, and like, really, like, really enthusiastic about it. The liberals, at least. But then we all stopped talking about it. We let the man do his job. We treated him like any other dude running the country. Better than Bush, because we like him more than Bush, that's for sure. But Rush Limbaugh has to go on and on about Obama's race, and he he was the one that accused him of of being from Kenya. That's partially his thing, not just Trump. He was he inspired Trump to to say that to go after him for the the birther conspiracy which is completely rooted in racism. It's because, you know, no minority has ever been in charge of the whole country, and that's a huge problem to Rush Limbaugh, so he has to find a way to delegitimize everything Obama's worked towards in his whole career by questioning his American citizenship based on the color of his skin. That's pretty messed up. Not pretty messed up. That's really, really messed up. Like, I can't believe this This dude had a whole show on the radio. Was allowed to just do this. I think it's madness. Can't go after poor old Barack that way. Because he's a minority... First president in history, to my knowledge anyway, who actually wants his nation to fail. Obama wants to create an illegal alien bill of rights. We're not governed by people. Didn't Obama, um, like, put so many, um, undocumented, um, undocumented people into, uh, camps, as well as Trump? Didn't he do the same thing, or he he like deported a bunch of people? They started calling him the deporter in chief. So that's not even true. 
Obama was kicking people out of this country like, like crazy. Not like crazy, but a lot. Yeah, a lot more than Bush, apparently. I'm not standing up for Bush. Again, like, I don't want... See, when I talk, I don't want people to think I'm one way or the other about the... I'm just explaining to you what, what happened. I'm not like Rush Limbaugh here. People who do not like the country. Who is Obama? Why is he doing this? Why, why, why does he always have to say Obama, he's not from this country, he doesn't like this country? What, what else is he going to say? What else is he going to say about Obama? No, why, why? He wouldn't have been voted president if he weren't black. Let me put it to you. Oh, oh my God. See, he brought it up again. That was a different clip from a different episode of his show. And he had to bring up Obama's, Obama's race again. Again. He, oh, he wouldn't have been elected if he wasn't black. Like, so mad about the fact that there's a black president. Imagine being that mad about it. This fat fucking lard tub. Fuck, fuck Rush Limbaugh. All too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. Day. What? Fuck this guy. Day mocking the standard. Who dat? Who dat say day mocking the standard? Al Sharpton say day mocking the standard. How many people? Bro. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Imagine being, um, imagine being one of Rush Limbaugh's kids, having to grow up with him as your father. Dude, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably turn to drugs. Well, I did turn to drugs anyways when I was younger, but I would probably do more drugs. <laughs> really think of Obama as black. He's not from the hood. He's not from the movement. When I hear Ch what the fuck? Chinese or Japanese, it sounds like all the same word. Okay, now, it, now it's personal. Now it's personal. Well, you know what? Every bald white man looks the same to me. So, whatever. Is these wackos from Bill Ayers to Jeremiah Wright to other anti-American Afrocentric black liberation theologists working with Acorn and Barack Obama is smack dab in the middle of it. They have been training young black kids to hate, hate, hate this country. And they trained... Or... Or... Let me stop you there. Or the American system, whether it be institutions like education, public, uh, public services, um, other, you know, other things that are either that are run by the government that are supposed to help people. Accessibility to those things are limited to the privilege, which are usually white people. And black people do not get, generally do not get the same access to the same quality of life. So, that's pretty unfair. I would say you'd be pretty pissed off if you were in that position too. You see all these other people getting treated well by the system 
and then you're just getting fucked over and over again, you would probably hate America a little bit too. That's not, that's not being trained by Obama or whatever to hate the country. That's being trained by the country to hate the country because the country is fucking you repeatedly. And you got to worry about the police coming after you just because of what you look like. You got to worry about people saying terrible things to you, not hiring you, not promoting you. Just, you know, just the whole, whole slew of things. Accusing you of stealing shit. Like, all of that will make you hate the country you live in. Or not enjoy living in a country that you live in. So... The fact that he's blaming black people for not liking the current American condition is appalling to me. Their parents before that to hate, hate, hate this country. Here's my premise, and you agree with it or not, that if you have money, you're going to get health care. If you don't have money, it's more difficult. If you have money, you're going to get a house on the beach. If you don't have money, you're going to live in a bungalow somewhere. Right. That's, that's, that's... Right, but we're talking about health care. What's, what's the difference? The difference is we're talking about health care, no. not a house oh. in a bungalow. You're assuming that there's some morally superior aspect to health care. The difference is we're talking about health care, no. not a house in oh. a bungalow. You're assuming that there's some morally superior aspect to health care. I'm telling you earlier, I'm not a conformist. I didn't. Con I hated school because it's what everybody else had to do. No, you hated school because you're a fucking idiot. Brad used to be really chill. We used to go to baseball games and museums all the time. He was studying to become a veterinarian. And then he started duping. Duping is when a person takes five tabs of LSD and ingest them through their bunghole, amplifying the psychedelic effects of the drug. He started changing. It was really bad. First, he started listening to nothing but Mac DeMarco and smoking American spirits because they're apparently Xenu's true cigarette. I don't even know who Xenu is. Then he bought this sensory deprivation chamber started like preaching to me about mindfulness. Duping, similar to boofing, is the number one most dangerous epidemic in the United States at this very moment. Every year, countless frat brothers open their butt cheeks to this issue, and they never come back. I mean, yeah, they're still alive, but duping is all they talk about. They listen to Grateful Dead all day and tell me any other music isn't real music. And I ask them what, what they mean. They just say ridiculous shit like, you wouldn't understand. Like, dude, I'm not the one with drugs up my ass. I can fucking understand shit. Like, stop talking about quantum physics all the time like you're Neil deGrasse Tyson with your fucking projector. You're not. You're literally a freshman English major with rich parents who donated a fucking building to this school to get admission. I've lost my friends to this, and I don't want anyone else to be in the same situation. If you or someone you know has fallen victim to this absolutely insane trend of absorbing LSD into your bunghole, please call Alex Mador and let him know if it's worth trying. He's very curious.
Rush. Mr. President, sir. All is well. Do you see, do you see our man Ailes at all? Oh, yeah. I, um, are I'm... we on the radio, are we? <laughs> for years, the radio talk show hosts have taken a tough stand on drug cases, advocating prison time for the crimes. But that's not what happened when he faced his own drug charge. I am addicted to prescription pain medication. I hit... Oh my god, that explains a lot of his craziness. I've taken pain pills before. Um, they didn't, I mean, the first time I did them, they did a lot for me. But because opioids, um, they, they, um, your tolerance increases exponentially. You have to take like significantly more and more every time to feel anything, like to feel the effects, like the high. So I nipped it right in the bud, like right, right after that. I was like, no, like if I don't feel anything the second time, that means that I got to take more. That's how people die. Nope, I'm not doing that. But like, it makes you loopy. It makes you very loopy. And um, yeah, he's he's messed up. So he's like zonked on planet Zindar all the time, saying all kinds of bullshit, racist bullshit. I had never experienced the kind of euphoria that I got from a pain pill. So the pain pills came along and they masked all these feelings of uh, inadequacy that I had. Rush is by far the most articulate, defining voice of conservatism in America today. The nope. most articulate voice of Reagan conservatism in the country. Rush is a powerful voice. I would argue that Rush is the leader of the conservative movement in the country. I know him. I'm friends with him. Well, that's really sad, Sean Hannity, that um, you think that highly of Rush Limbaugh that he, you would even call him the leader of conservatism. That that just that's very telling on what the conservatives' beliefs are, and like I said before, what they're rooted in, what they really mean by their regulations, what they really mean by what they say. He's a gracious, gracious man. Rush is the leader in radio. Everybody's making immigration proposals these days. Let me add mine to the mix. Call it the Limbaugh Laws. First, you immigrate to our country, you have to speak the native language. You have to be a professional. Okay, Karen. Okay, Karen. It's like those videos we see where they're like, You have to speak English. This is America. And it's like some poor waitress who like, like literally is working at a Mexican restaurant. So it's like, why are you coming in here and trying to colonize white lady and that's what he's doing now he's like you have to speak american if you come to america it's so dumb professional order is that a macintosh computer dude that's for libs you're not allowed to use that investor no unskilled workers allowed also There'll be no special bilingual programs in the schools with the limbo laws, no special ballots for elections, no government business will be conducted in your language. Foreigners will not have the right to vote. That's called systemic racism or systemic oppression. Because you're, you're like making it, you're intentionally, if, if the limbo laws were a thing, you're intentionally rigging the system to work against people whose first language is not English. 
Why is accessibility a problem? Because he's racist. He's, um, what's the word? Xenophobic. He's all the phobics and schisms, all of them, is Rush Limbaugh. He's schismophobic. He's a phobic schism. He, I don't know. How do you combine those? I'll figure it out. Or hold political office. If you're in our country, you cannot be a burden to taxpayers. You are not entitled to welfare or food stamps or other government goodies. What? You can come if you invest here. An amount equal to 40,000 times a daily minimum wage. If not, stay home. But if you want to buy land, it'll be restricted. No waterfront, for instance. And as a foreigner, you have what? to relinquish individual rights to the property. And another thing. you don't what? Why relinquish individual rights to the property? That sounds like some 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 colonizer shit right there you don't have the right to protest you're allowed no demonstrations no what? foreign flag waving no political so no rights you can come to america but you can't have rights in rush limbaugh's world organizing no bad mouthing our president or his policies you're a foreigner shut your mouth or get out and if you come here illegally you're going to jail folks um, so that's telling. Seriously, though, that guy can burn in hell for that. He's partially responsible for the Trump era. All of those idiots who voted for Trump, they followed Rush. They lived and breathed everything that he said. All that hateful rhetoric spread around this country and, like, that's how we got Trump. That's why there's still homophobia, transphobia, racism against blacks, Asians, other minorities, civil unrest, so much hatred. Rush Limbaugh is responsible for all of that. Just remember that. When someone says, oh, it's disrespectful to make fun of him because he's dead, he's caused irreversible amounts of damage to this country, to the safety of minorities and oppressed people, to the credibility of the Constitution. The man was a monster. And lives have been lost because of things he said, things he did, and the bullshit that he brainwashed racist idiots to think is true. Fuck that guy. Burn in hell, you racist piece of shit. Medal of Freedom, my ass. That award means nothing now, anytime someone gets it because Rush Limbaugh got it. From a fucking cheeseburger, orange, piece of shit president. What time are we at? Because that went on for a while. We're going to take a break on Ted Cruz. We're not going to... We're not going to hurt him. We're not going to do anything to him. Um, what else can we talk about? Oh yeah, well... Andrew Cuomo's in trouble again. Not only did he lie about the nursing home deaths, but... He also allegedly sexually harassed a woman who worked for him, so he's a trash human being, and people need to stop treating him like he's Channing Tatum. He's a terrible person, his brother is a shitty reporter, they're crooked as shit, and this sexual harassment allegation is the final straw for me when it comes to Andrew Cuomo. He's shitty, he cheated on his wife years back, that was a big scandal that people seem to forget about for some reason. Politicians in general are just really shitty people and they need to be held accountable for their shitty character. They always try to make up for it too. 
with some sort of shallow statements or tweets or symbolic actions that in the end truly do nothing for the people they're supposed to be taking care of. The other day, Mayor de Blasio opened up the middle schools here in New York City to the dismay and anger of most teachers who are aware of how unsafe the schools they work in are since they've, you know, been working there for years and de Blasio doesn't know the first thing about their jobs and how impossible it is to get kids to put on their masks and follow the COVID guidelines that would keep teachers safe. That alone is more than enough for schools to need to remain online for the time being until more people have gotten a chance to get the vaccine. I've spoken to teachers who are in this situation right now. Their students don't keep their masks on. They don't stay six feet apart from each other. Many schools end up closing for two weeks anyways because multiple people get infected pretty damn quickly after opening. It's wasting time, wasting resources, and jerking students and educators back and forth between openings and closings. And de Blasio has the balls to go on Facebook and say, we proved our critics and cynics wrong, talking about people who were outspoken about opening against opening the schools, people like me pretty much talking shit and gloating that he's killing teachers and mocking people for standing up for said teachers. What a piece of garbage. People like him are the reason New York City is becoming a terrible place to live. I didn't want to say anything, but as, as soon as our rent is up, we're moving the fuck out of here. I'm not going to say where, but I will say that the state we're moving has legal weed because fuck New York, fuck Andrew Cuomo, fuck Merida Blasio. People like them are going to get us killed with their incompetence because they just have this need for self-preservation. That's all they care about. They need to go. They need to go. De Blasio, man, I hope he gets removed before his term is up because I can't stand another second of him. And I don't know what they're going to do about Cuomo or what they're able to do. And, and like all the dead old people and stuff, like he needs to be removed. Can they impeach a governor? I'm not sure how that works. I really hope they can. Alright, so, I think next, we'll save the C-SPAN prank calls for next episode. Because we're running out of time here. And, um, and I'm also very hungry. I haven't eaten all day. I know that's my fault. That's a me problem. But, I'm sorry. I, I just, <laughs> I gotta get McDonald's later. Uh, but, yeah, so now... Now, it's that time of the episode. The time where we check in with our favorite portion of the population and see what oppressed group they're harassing today and keeping up with the Karens. So I'm going to pull up the most recent video of Karens freaking out in public. And what we do here, if, you, uh, if you're new to the show, is we roast them for the terrible things that they say to people. So let's get into it. Here we go. I'm not asking you. Oh, I said wait, no. It's not recording. Oh, sorry. I got it though. Just in case. Just for okay, a All right. So you need to wear a mask. If you don't, you need to leave our store. I've asked you many times, politely. 
You need to be restored. So I have a medical exemption with the right, doctor's note? No, you don't. Okay, Alberta government, Alberta government offers an exemption you for those who have a medical exemption. I just I'm trying to buy some girl. food. Then put on a mask. So put on a mask. Why are you harassing the cashier? Because of the rules that are made by the company that owns the store. Like, you're gonna, like, that's gonna make any difference? She get she doesn't get paid enough to deal with your crazy ass. Okay? So, what are you doing trying to pick a fight? You know that you go into the store. They're gonna tell you, you, you can't, you can't buy anything unless you put on a mask. So you go in there expecting a fight. All these people go in there expecting a fight. They know they're not going to get any food. They're, they're just, I don't know what it is. Are people just sick of being inside all the time? Sick of COVID? Because I'm sick of it too. Listen, I don't really go anywhere. So I'm not really in a position to care and freak out. But also, I don't, I, I don't do that. I don't do that to people. Except customer service for technical issues. Then, then I get pretty mad. <laughs> but, um, but like this? If, it's a rule. It's a rule. For the store. To keep everyone safe. We're all having a hard time with COVID, lady. A 17-year-old girl and I'm asking you, a grown woman, to wear a mask. Put it on or leave. Are you my doctor? No, but I'm telling you to put my it on or leave. My doctor has told me not put to. Put it on or leave. No. Then you need to go. No. You're on the phone with the cops right now. And, and you will wait as for them you know, you're discriminating against me because I'm of not discriminating against you, miss. Yes, you are. I'm asking you to I do something I have a disability and I I'm cannot sorry, wear a mask. I'm sorry, I am told by my boss not to let you shop here if you don't wear a mask. I'm told by these So girls. can I see a copy of your policy then, please? I don't have it with me, miss. I would like if to see If you would like to come back policy. tomorrow and... Why, like, why does it have to be made into this big of a deal? It's just, oh, you need to put on your mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Thanks. Like, none of this bullshit medical condition. I've talked to so many people about this. There is no medical condition that exempts you from wearing a cloth mask over your face. That doesn't obstruct anybody. It doesn't. That's ridiculous. Large. That is large, man. No. This oh, this is, is the yogurt large. one. We we wait, man. Like, like I, that's the most I can get. She comes in weekly and asks for a refund over the same thing, the same size. You right now. We wait, and it's all by weight and everything. You have glasses on, which means you should be able to see. That and I want a large, ma'am. So make this correctly before I shove it down your damn throat. Yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. You were just purposely you racist, you and now you're down. playing the victim. You you, 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 you stupid you Your mom is a hoe. What? She? Why does she? Okay, so she said something racist to the woman who is uh, recording. And that lady freaked out at her for good reason and was like, what, like, what, probably like, what the fuck did you say to me? And now 
The Karen is the one screaming uncontrollably. And she walks into like a, I don't know, like an Ann Taylor or some clothing store. Takes off her mask. And like inside of the store is screaming still at this lady. They're going to kick her out of the store. I mean, I, I hope they do that while, while the camera is still rolling. Susie, why are you going underneath the microphone? That's not a good spot to be. Okay, well, I guess, um, I guess that Susie is joining us, my cat. Say hi to the people. Okay. What? Yes! I know, it's really hard. It's really f***ing hard. It's so f***ing hard. It's so f***ing hard. White privilege. White privilege. Yeah, white privilege. If this was anybody else, they would be on the ground. On the ground. You know? This lady gets to go into this store and just scream her head off. What is she even saying? Like, stop swearing! You said some racist shit to her, Karen. So, she's allowed to swear at you how it works and some lady called me called me ching chong on the street like a few years ago when I first moved to the city I called her a cunt am I ashamed? no you can't get away with that you can't call me that no You can yell racism at folks. You just walked by a group of folks and yelled racism. Is this your store? I am a customer. So am I. So am I. I'm a customer too, Becky. <laughs> she's now she she went up to the register. So she's at the register and she's screaming. I don't know why. Like like. She went up like she was going to buy something and then just went, ah! She's having a breakdown because she just got caught being racist. You probably shouldn't be racist anymore. You should probably check yourself. You racist ass bitch. You're fucking gross. They're asking you to leave. You're fucking, oh, you're going to keep her in here? Sure thing. Sure thing. You're fucking racist, bitch. And you guys are fucking entitling that bitch to her racism by kicking me out and letting her stay in here when she came in here fucking screaming like a psycho. You guys are allowing that racism to exist. Yeah, she should be tased, the, the screaming lady. Like, why are they letting her get away with this? this dumb old white bitch. Going into this expensive store. Like, oh my god. Get a grip. Get a grip. Yes, and you guys calling the cops on me is some fucking racist ass bullshit. She came by and screamed racist ass at my people. 
So fuck you. Those are my friends. And that racist ass bitch couldn't just keep her mouth shut. You should know, Becky. You should know, Becky. Racism isn't okay. 2021. You're going to get called out for your racist ass Oh, we saw this one. That's what a dozen is. Not twelve. Go back to Oh, we saw this one too. I have you on video. I have you on video. Hi, Angelique. Yes. Hi, Detective Gordon with Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. How are you? Do you have any identification on you? What do you want? Badge, gun, handcuffs. Okay. Things. So, all right. Well, the reason why we're here is uh, bothering you on a Friday night is I guess you and some guy named Anthony were posting on social media that you were going to go trespass on a county commissioner's property, dump garbage on her property. I didn't say that I would dump garbage on her property. Well, that was the discussion that you guys were having, right? That Okay. That's the discussion you guys were having. Um, so the no, reason, it wasn't. I mean, I can show you the post. I if, played the fifth. Okay. What? Okay. That's fine. What? So. Uh oh. Uh, trespassing is a crime. Dumping garbage on people's property is a crime. So, don't do it. Okay. But you. Is that, plead, you plead is that why you all are here? Yeah. Yeah. Today's day and age, man. You're you're talking about trespassing on, you know. We can talk about trespassing, property. but okay. Going on somebody's property is trespassing, right? I didn't say any of those words. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. Have a good night. Don't trespass. It's a crime. So all of this for that? Yeah. It's just fear-mongering. You know that, right? Fear-mongering of what? Of a citizen for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, damn. So she, like said something online and then the cops the detectives showed up to her house damn that is pretty scary like you can't say anything about like oh fuck the police i'm gonna protest they'll just come get you Sorry okay. you feel that way. i do i'm putting my kids to bed and you're you're wasting tax dollar money to come out here and tell you not to commit a crime yes i'm not committing a crime and no, i wasn't I'm telling you not to commit a crime right and i'm not planning right. on committing a crime then that's even better then we're done okay i appreciate it officer awesome. have a good night yeah you too can i get everybody's badge number sure uh 33093 33093 in your name Officer, you're on my property, so your name? Horton, H-O-R-T-O-N. Hey, your Mike name, officer, that we're hiding in the corner there? Okay, and this woman that was on my property as well? Uh, she's not a civilian. She was on my property. I'd like to know her name. I'm sorry? But what was the civilian's name? She was on my property. I think I have a right to know that. But she was on, this is my property. I have a right to know who this woman is. Here's the deal. We've identified all the law enforcement officers on your property. But she, I would like to know okay. who the stranger okay. was that was trespassing on my a, property. She is not a law enforcement officer. But she was trespassing on my property. We've identified officer, all the law enforcement officers. Is that right? She was trespassing on my property. She didn't have no, she any... No, she was right here on the sidewalk. That's not trespassing. Uh, sir, she was not standing on the sidewalk. She was actually right there, and I have video evidence of it. Ma'am, we're not going to debate curtilage. You, listen, you... Does pled, the woman work for on, the county? You pled the fifth? Does the woman work are, for the are county? Are you changing your mind? Does the woman work for the county? I think I have a right to ask questions when you're at my house. Okay. 
Okay. She was on my property. She was on public property. No, she was on my property. I have video of it, officer. We're not going to argue. We've identified all the law enforcement officer. officers. Fuck cops. They're always like, they're always just so shitty. Who was the woman that was on my property have a good night, night on the sidewalk? Oh have a good night, How do you get to ask questions of me, but I don't get to ask questions of you? No, you pled the fifth, remember? Oh, I'll you asshole. You're playing a game? I'm not playing a game. You are I'm playing a game. Leaving. You We're are done. playing a game. I asked you who this woman was that was on my property. She, she's a civilian. That's And I've answered that question. But she so, was trespassing, so I'd like to file trespass on this woman. She's not allowed on my property ever again. Okay. Who's going to take the trespass report? Well, she was on your property. She was, officer. I have a video of it. Can I get a trespass report for this woman? Can I, you get your, your sergeant? Oh my God. Yeah, cops are like just. I'd like a sergeant. I'm requesting a sergeant at my house. Do I need to call the cops on the cops? Yeah, cops are the worst. Oh, what's this one? It's outside a grocery store of some sort. That's where the best ones happen. Uh-oh. Is it because, um, oh, you have to like line up social distanced and there's a capacity and they're mad about that. They just want to go in. Yeah, people are really like uneasy. I think coronavirus is like made everybody extra testy. And I don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know how we're all going to get over this. I think, I think everybody needs therapy. And, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get therapy to everyone. We're just going to have a bunch of angry people for a while.
Jeez, a fight is breaking out. Now they're now they're definitely not getting in even through the, the right entrance. They're at the exit. <laughs> they're at the exit. But they're claiming that they let somebody else go in who wasn't a minority. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is here. Like if that's if that's what happened, then they have a right to be upset. I don't know if this is the way to go about it, but what I mean, like you can't throw hands. That's what like one dude is like. Of course, like of course, the one white dude in the group is the one that's trying like trying to punch one of the supermarket workers in the face. And um, white people, white people for the for the L, I guess for the L, because he looks like a fool. Oh, Jesus. They must really, really need groceries. When was this from? Like, what what was going on that, like, it was, it's so charged. It's so emotionally charged. And at the end, the workers like the entrance is over there. Yeah, like exactly. I don't get what the issue was. Like everybody else has to wait in the line. Like, did they let somebody in that was an employee? Like, I, I don't know. It, it's just... Everybody's angry. Everybody's on edge. Nobody's stable right now. It's it's a, uh, it's a weird, messed up world that we're currently living in. People are going crazy. And, uh... You know, let's, uh... So, speaking of that, let's go into a relationship advice. See if anybody needs our help. Oh, I have a free Reddit award. Open it. Click it. It's easy. Oh, I got a um a wholesome award. I have to give it to someone in the next day before it disappears. Okay. So let's find one. Alright, um let's see where this uh this goes. My 25 male girlfriend, 25 female, accidentally, in quotes, called me a racial slur. Not sure how to proceed. Throw away because I don't want to link this back to my main. I've been with my girlfriend for the last three years. We met at university. Relationship has been great. I'm black. She's white. We haven't had any race-related issues. Her family is quite progressive. She's a big supporter of BLM. I say all this because I want to give you relevant info that I don't think she's a racist. The problem, a little NSFW, but we were having sex when it happened. My girlfriend likes to be vocal during sex and say things like, F me harder, daddy. 
Wait, no, this is, this is a, this is a Donald Glover. This is a Donald Glover bit. This, this whole thing is a Donald Glover bit. Wait, let me see. So she said, F me harder, you N-word, with a hard R, while in bed. I immediately stopped and said, what the fuck? She said she was sorry. Okay, so this is real, because he doesn't end it the way Donald Glover did, where he was like, and I came harder than I ever did in my entire life. No, he says, I immediately stopped and said, what the fuck? She said she was sorry, and it just slipped out. And she doesn't know where it came from. I didn't want to hear it, so I left the house and drove to a park. I'm currently in my car wondering what to do. She's been texting and calling, telling me to come back home, and it was an accident. I just don't know, though. Like, how does that slip out during sex? I know she says a lot of dirty stuff when we do it, but this crosses a line. I guess I want some advice, and I want to know if it's possible that it really was an accident. Has anyone else ever said or experienced a partner? Saying something like this, like that's inappropriate before. Um, yeah, people saying Donald Glover and uh, that type of thing. And then I, I would say the top, like, useful comment is um, you're being fetishized, my man. And that's true. See, I, I'm not the, um, I'm not the king of racial studies here. I'm not. I don't claim to be, but. Fetishization is a uh, is a problem, you know. People don't actually have respect for people of certain races, but they fetishize them. And you got to um, I don't know if this is a relationship you want to be in. If that toxic factor or that toxic element is in there on her side. Again, I'm not an expert in this. Damn, people just have stupid, stupid comments. What? Wait, what? Yeah, I'm 99% sure you're being fetishized. You don't just utter the N-word during sex the way she did. I know if a partner of mine called me that during sex, I would dip. No matter how amazing this relationship is, you're probably just being dated just because you're black, and you're obviously more than that, and you deserve someone who sees that. Do talk to her, but just for closure. But for me, this is a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, that is better advice than I could give? I mean, I know if somebody said that I was in a relationship, like, did something like that in regards to me being Korean, I would definitely not look at the relationship the same way. I don't know if I would have the emotional or the, the mental capacity to come to that realization myself of being fetishized. That would be something that in therapy I would probably work out there. But, um, damn, dude, that, that, is, that is rough. That is rough. This is probably a relationship you got to get out of, man. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, racial slurs are a no-no in bed. And that means some deeper stuff is going on. So, anyways, 
Damn, that is a that is a dark note to end on there. Thought this was I was gonna be able to give out that wholesome award, but I guess I guess not. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this has been the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. Make sure to reach out on my Twitter at Alex underscore M-A-D-O-R-E. Alex Mador on Instagram. I will be there all day. Seriously, reach out. Part of my new campaign, Alex Needs Friends. Because I need friends. So, come on, reach out. Because I love you guys very much. And I'll be back probably Sunday or Monday morning. One of those. With more content, more fun stuff, more fake commercials, more short news. I will see you guys then. Peace and love. Bye-bye. Oh wait, we need a um we need some applause to to get us out. Peace and love. This has been the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. I love you guys very much. There we go. There we go. Oh, this applause goes on for a while. That's okay. I'll let it run. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location. Yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.